0: Well, hey there, welcome back to another episode of the Online Marketing Made Easy Podcast. I'm your host, Amy Porterfield, and today we are talking all things project manager. We'll explore how to know when you're ready to hire a project manager, tips for finding and hiring, and most importantly, insights on how to work with a project manager once you find somebody who is a strong fit. Now, since I started my online business, I subscribe to the concept of going pro and showing up in my business like I'm in it for the long haul. When you hire for your business, you're declaring, I'm in it. I'm putting a stake in the ground and I'm investing in the growth of my business and I'm committing to paying someone else. And that takes guts. Basically, you're saying, I'm willing to put up money for my business. Now, hiring for the first time in your business or hiring for an elevated position like a project manager is scary, a bit overwhelming, and absolutely thrilling all at the same time. So, I created today's episode to start the conversation with you about potentially hiring a project manager. You might not be ready just yet, and we will explore that, but I wish someone had sat me down early in my business and said, I want you to plan to hire a project manager sooner than later, because I now believe, based on my experience with working with a project manager for a few years now, that it is an essential role in your business if you are creating programs, products, and services, and you are promoting those online via launches and campaigns. Now, we'll get into all the specifics about what a project manager can do for your business, but I just wanted to start right there. Now, two years ago on this show, I interviewed my friend, Laura Roder about hiring a project manager. And the reason I'm refreshing this topic here is because I have learned a lot in two years. I feel like two years in online marketing is more like dog years. So it's like 10 years ago, I feel like I talked about this. So I have a lot of new insights to share with you. I've been in the trenches longer now. And I think you will find a lot of value in some of the lessons that I learned along the way. So instead of encouraging you to go back and listen to that old episode, I've included the most important aspects of that episode into this one. And then I'm going to explore some new areas in more depth and with more examples. Now, since some of the insights I'm sharing today were inspired by my conversation with Laura way back when, I wanted to give Laura and her business a shout out. So Laura is the creator of Edgar. Edgar has actually sponsored our podcast. So Edgar is my social media scheduling tool of choice. It is the only tool I use to schedule my social media. Specifically, I use it for Facebook and Twitter, but you can also use it for LinkedIn. So with Edgar, it's not like a one and done kind of thing with social media posts. When you post on Edgar, you schedule something and it will post today or whenever you want it to post. But then you can repurpose that post and have it go out again next week, the week after, and on and on. So your social media posts get repurposed. If you've ever followed any of my content, you know that repurposing content is the key to consistency. So the more you fill up your library inside of Edgar with your own original content and links to other people's content, that means you're consistently posting on social media. And here's the cool thing. If you go to meetedgar.com, so M E E T E D G A R.com slash Amy, you will get a special offer to test out Edgar and a free mini training to help you with all of your social media strategy. So go check it out meetedgar.com forward slash Amy. When you run an online business, your marketing metrics will tell you what in your business is profitable Okay. So let's jump into all things project manager. Now, you know, I like to create mini trainings for many of my podcast episodes because I want to make them incredibly actionable. And I want you to go out and do the work that will get you the results. So I've organized this episode into four sections. Number one, I'm going to answer two questions that you likely have right from the get-go. Number one, should I hire a virtual assistant before I hire a project manager? And number two, what can a project manager do for my business? And then I'm going to explore the question, how do I know if I'm ready for a project manager? And if I am ready, what the heck do I pay them? After that, I'm going to give you some of my personal tips and insights to help you find and hire a stellar project manager and that's where the freebie comes into this episode. I am going to give you my exact job description that I used to hire my own project manager, so you can tweak it and just use it to model for your own job description. And then number two, I'm going to give you my project manager candidate survey, which you literally can just steal and use as your own. So these questions are so valuable to really get a good sense of who the person is and their skill set before you actually get into any of the interview process. So it's going to help you weed out the candidates that are not right for you. So I'm going to give you my job description and my candidate survey. All you need to do is go to amyporterfield.com forward slash 159 download and you can grab it right away. I'll be talking about the freebie a little bit later when we get to that section, but I wanted to tease you with it right from the get go. And then finally, we are going to explore how to work with a project manager. It's one thing to find and hire one, but then what do you do after that? I want to help you leverage this new asset in your business. It's going to be so incredibly valuable if you approach it correctly, and I'm going to help you do just that. Okay, so let's start at the top. First question, should I hire a virtual assistant before I hire a project manager? And the answer to that is it depends. If you need support with your customer service, with managing your email and calendar, with daily and weekly tasks that need to get done to drive the business forward, and if these things are currently neglected or falling through the cracks in your business, then I would consider hiring a virtual assistant. Even if it's just 10 hours a week, it will definitely help you keep your ship in order. So with that, you might be asking, well, how is a virtual assistant different from a project manager? And here's how I see it. Oftentimes when you work with a virtual assistant in the capacity I just talked about, your weekly and daily tasks to keep your business up and running, you assign tasks, oftentimes daily and weekly specific tasks, and then the virtual assistant is a doer, knocking them out one by one. Ideally, if they're good, take an initiative to manage their time and tasks with little micromanaging needed. So that to me is a really good use of a virtual assistant. However, with a project manager, instead of assigning daily or weekly tasks, you will be assigning outcomes and he or she will come up with the roadmap to completion So the project manager builds the plan from start to finish and then manages the execution while managing multiple players to get the job done. So oftentimes you want both on your team, maybe not right away, but as your business grows, I think you should consider hiring for both positions. Now, to be clear, there are many virtual assistants out there that are outcome driven, resourceful, amazing project managers in their own right. However, on the whole, and by definition, project managers are typically a different kind of role than a virtual assistant. And it's often not fair to ask your virtual assistant to be your project manager if they don't have the right skill set. That's a recipe for disaster. So don't just automatically assume that any virtual assistant would be perfect as a project manager. More often than not, that is not true. So I think a skilled project manager is a unique breed, and I'm going to share with you the skill sets you want to look out for so that you know you're hiring smart. So that conversation was important to have in terms of, should you hire a VA before a project manager? Maybe. And also, what's the difference between those two roles? Okay, moving on to the next question. What can a project manager do for your business? Now, you all are going to get sick of hearing me say project manager a million times in this episode, so let's shorten it up and I'm just going to say PM. Deal? Okay. So what can a PM do for your business? Well, let me give you just a big picture snapshot of how my project manager, Chloe, works inside of my business. First of all, she creates every project plan for every campaign, every launch, every new project that we take on. And she creates those project plans inside of Asana, which is our project management software that we use. Asana, Basecamp, Trello, it doesn't matter what you use. You just need to make sure if you have a project manager, you are using some kind of software to manage the projects. And if you have a really good project manager, they become super bossy over the software, meaning they own it. It is theirs. All of us work inside of it, But they've set it up, they've organized it as it needs to be organized to make sure the project gets done. They are creating the tasks, assigning the tasks, moving them around, making sure that everything gets done. So we often tease that Chloe is super bossy inside of Asana. Don't even try to move around a category she will notice in a second. And I absolutely love that. I love when my team members take full ownership over what they're working on and have a lot of pride in it. So you want somebody to create your project plans and use a software to do so. Now, in addition to that, as they are managing the projects, they are managing all of your contractors. So your copywriter, your designer, your programmers on an ongoing basis. So imagine how great it would feel if one person on your team had an intimate relationship with all of your best contractors. So Chloe knows Rye Schwartz, my copywriter, really well. I mean, they go to coffee when he comes into town. She knows Jess, my designer. She talks to Mike, my programmer, all the time. So she really does foster those relationships. And that's important because those contractors, they're not full-time, but they always make time for my projects because we treat them well and we absolutely just love the work they do and they know it. And that comes primarily from Chloe. Okay, in addition to that, this one you might not have even thought about, but your project manager can really help with customer support issues, especially related to tech. So here's what I mean. When my customer support team is stuck and they just really can't figure out why something's not working for one of my potential customers or one of my students, after they've really tried everything, they can elevate the issue to Chloe. Because Chloe is in the back end of everything. She knows how Infusionsoft works and how we set up the tags, how the funnels work. She's intimately involved in the back end because she has to be. So if something needs to be elevated, Chloe typically can troubleshoot really well. Now, we do a good job of making sure our customer support can answer most questions so it doesn't have to be elevated because that would probably drive Chloe crazy, but she definitely is an extra resource there. And then finally, this is the probably the number one reason why I love having a project manager is that your project manager is going to help you prioritize your projects. So you know what to work on and when to work on them. So in many cases, it feels like Chloe is my boss and I love it. I mean, Devin, my business partner, and I, we come up with the big picture strategy. We set the stage. We know what we're doing this year, what we're going to promote, what we're going to create. All of that gets decided between Devin and I. But once it's decided and we have our revenue goals and any other goals we set, we're really clear about what the year's going to look like, we communicate that to Chloe. And from there, Chloe starts to prioritize and figure out what's going to get done first and how something's going to get done and what it's going to look like. So she really runs the show in that respect. And at that point, she starts bossing me around saying, okay, Amy, you've got to work on modules one and two this week of your brand new program. I need to know X, Y, Z about graphic design by Friday. Like she assigns all this stuff to me in Asana. And I love to work that way. So, I just wanted to give you a good sense of what a project manager could do inside of your business. Okay, now we're moving on to how do I know if I'm ready for a project manager? And if I am ready, what is the typical pay range? Now, I take pride in knowing my audience well. So, I feel like I know you pretty good. So, instead of giving you a vague answer here of how do you know if you're ready, I thought about this for a while, and I thought, I'm going to talk to you as though you were my friend and we were at coffee, as it should be, right? So here's what I would say to a friend who is building an online business and is beyond their first year. I think that you need to get through your first year of business before you hire a project manager because in that first year, you're figuring out a lot of things. And I think you need that time to figure it out. Maybe that first year you hire your first virtual assistant, but then from there after the first year, this is what I would say to you. If you're bringing in revenue somewhat consistently, so you have something to sell and you actually are selling it, and you're feeling overwhelmed, burnt out, and emotionally exhausted, and you know you would find value in working with a sidekick in your business, then I say it's time to explore hiring a project manager. If you love the idea of someone else creating project plans and managing your project management software, and the idea of focusing only on the areas of your business where you personally kick some serious butt, then explore the possibility of hiring a project manager for sure. Now, if you don't want to manage all of your freelancers and contractors, and you have a lot of moving parts in your business right now, and if it feels like there's a lot of spinning plates, or if it feels like there's so much that's not getting done, so many great opportunities that you can't even touch, then I would consider hiring a project manager. If you have a never ending to do list and you feel like you are never getting to the stuff that you want to get to in terms of profits, then again, hire a project manager for sure. So basically I just read that because I wrote it for you guys in advance. But if we were sitting over coffee and you were actually bringing in some revenue, obviously probably not as much as you want to bring in, but if you're bringing in some money and you think, okay, I can reinvest some of this into my business and all those other things, moving plates, a lot of projects you're not getting to, you know that there's profits to be made, but you can't even focus on that area, you don't want to create all the project plans, then that's when I want you to seriously consider hiring a project manager. Also, I'm going to say this later, but I'm going to say it now as well, and that is that I know it's scary to take this leap and hire a project manager, but you can never really see the full potential of your business when you keep doing everything yourself. Never, ever and a a 10-hour-a-week, even 20 hour week virtual assistant and just you, that's not going to get you to those big goals that you're setting in your business. So if you can reinvest, I want to encourage you to think about hiring a project manager. Now, that's a nice transition into the next question, what should I pay my project manager? The good news for you is that there's actually a pretty big pay range for PMs. It starts at around $40,000 a year, we're talking full-time here, up to about $90,000 a year. I called up a lot of my peers to inquire about their project managers and what they're paying, and I also did some research. And again, pretty big pay range. The good news for you is that depending on where you're at in your business and what kind of budget you have right now, you've got some options here. I do believe in most cases you get what you pay for, and usually the more skilled, experienced PMs will demand a higher price, but that's not always true. We work in a unique industry in terms of being able to hire virtually. So if somebody lives in Iowa and somebody lives in San Diego and they both are project managers, you might be able to pay the person that lives in Iowa less because their cost of living is a whole heck of a lot less. And so they might not demand such high prices, but the skill sets might be equal between the Iowa candidate and the San Diego candidate. You just never know. So you've got to do your homework here. Now, when I say between $40,000 and $90,000 full time per year, you can actually break that out to see what that equates to hourly because it corresponds pretty well. So look at the pay range, break it up into hourly, look at your budget. And start to kind of play around with the numbers and think, what can I reinvest into the business? Now, be realistic here and don't come from a place of fear. We're going to talk about the limiting fears that come up when hiring an elevated position like a PM. We'll get there. But just be careful that you're not so afraid to let go of the money or that you won't be able to pay this person that you think that you don't have the money to invest in them. Usually that's coming from fear, but we'll talk about it. We're not there yet. All right. Moving on, I'm going to shuffle some papers here to look at my notes. Section three is all about finding and hiring a project manager. Now, I have found that the trick to finding a really solid project manager is asking the right questions during the hiring process. But if you've never hired a project manager, you don't know which questions to ask, right? So I created the Project Manager Hiring Toolkit, And that includes the job description that I use to hire my project manager. And it includes the new hire survey that I hinted at earlier, where you can literally just steal my new hire survey, plug it into any survey software like SurveyMonkey, and you are off to the races. And you want all your potential candidates to fill out that survey before you ever interview them. You're going to find out so much about them before you ever take any time to actually interview someone personally. I want you to get your hands on the project manager hiring toolkit, go to amyporterfield.com forward slash one five nine download amyporterfield.com forward slash one five nine download, or you can text the phrase one five nine download to the number three, three, four, four, four. Good to go. All right, make sure you grab that. It's full of really good goodies. We are online marketers, which means we have unique needs. And there are so many options out there for paid media. Sometimes it's hard to figure out where should you go to reach your ideal audience. But here's the thing. Have you thought about LinkedIn ads? no matter what stage you're in. That's shopify.com slash made easy. Okay. Now that we know what a project manager can do for your business, and now that you are clear, if you might be ready, you're clear that you might be ready. That doesn't sound great, but you're getting clear. If you might be ready for a project manager, or if you're smart, you're just planning for one. You might not be ready to hire one right away, But you're gonna plan for this. That's what I wish I did. So you're really keeping your doors open, you're watching your budget closely, and when the time is right, you're gonna do it. So now that we're at that point, I wanna talk to you about this whole finding and hiring. The first thing you wanna do is you wanna know your hiring avatar. I want you to write down the kind of person you need and be specific here. My job description in the toolkit and the new hire survey will help you with this, but for me, I want a type A personality, and I want someone so incredibly prepared that he or she is going to knock my socks off all the time. So this is what my Chloe is in terms of being totally prepared. She Googled every single interview question, and she created flashcards (laughs) with her answers to the questions. I mean, the girl was prepared. She told me later that she was so nervous for the interview that she made sure that she got dressed up for it and she looked really good. And what I couldn't see beyond the computer because it was a Skype interview, she had all these note cards pasted to the wall. So no matter what question I asked her on the live interview, she could look up at her note cards and she would be ready. And it cracks me up because if you know Chloe, this is so her personality. I like someone that's gonna come to the table prepared. Never has Chloe came to the table and said, We have a problem, and then crickets, silence. It's always, we have a challenge and here are some options to solve it. And that's what you're looking for. So for me, it was type A, prepared, self-disciplined. I want them to be a little bit aggressive, really driven. I don't want them to hesitate to tell me what they're thinking or suggest new ideas. I want them to feel comfortable in their own skin that they think, okay, I've got something to bring to the table. Here it is. Also, a little bit bossy. We tease Chloe all the time that she's the big boss of the company. We want someone to be a little bit bossy, and that's kind of a funny word, but I like to use it because whether you're a guy or a girl, if you've got a little bossiness in you, I'm not against that. Also, this is a big one, resourceful. So whoever you hire has to be resourceful. They need to know that there is always a way, always a way to figure something out. In addition to that, detailed. So Detailed is important. You want your project manager to naturally think in terms of chunking things out or putting things into categories or compartments. You want them to look at everything in that way because they are the ones that are drawing out the blueprint and moving things forward. So if they just think big picture all the time, they'll never think about all the different specific action items. That are included to get to the finish line. So 100%, they are not big picture thinkers as much as they are detailed. Of course, everyone needs to think of the big picture, but you want them to live in the details. Also, this is a big one for anyone running an online business you want them to do quality work regardless of how long it takes them to get there. Now, that doesn't mean you want them working 20 hours a day. We have online businesses where our hours are really random sometimes. And so, what you don't want to do, this is for all your hires, in my opinion, if you have an online business similar to mine, you do not want somebody that wants to work just in the nine to five. If they come with the corporate mentality and they think, okay, I'm on at nine, I take certain breaks during the day, I'm off at five, see ya. That typically doesn't work for an online business. So, just be careful about that mindset. And finally, I want somebody with self-satisfaction. They know when they've done a good job and they don't have to be told all the time because a project manager really is an elevated position. It's not a lot of handholding unless you're training them, which we'll talk about, but it's not a lot of handholding and it's not a position that you have to be telling them all the time. You're doing a great job. Keep it up. You want to encourage them but it's just a little bit of a different mindset there. So I like this idea of self-satisfaction. Okay, so those are the things I look for in my PM, so I wanted to share them with you. Now, hiring tip number two is knowing where to find the good ones. First and foremost, start with referrals from friends, colleagues, Facebook groups, LinkedIn connections, Start with the people that know you and might even know a little bit about your business. And then from there, you can go to sites like Indeed, I-N-D-E-E-D, or Craigslist, or wherever you want to go. Make sure you first write a job description and then email your friends or call them or text them and tell them, look, I'm looking for a new project manager. Here's the job description. If you know of anybody, please send them my way. So I found Chloe because she was working in a project management role at the Chopra Center. Now, when I say she was working in a project management role, it was not anything like what she does inside my business. And we will talk about skill set in a moment. But she had an understanding of online marketing, which I thought was really valuable. And she had done online launches, not like we do them, but she at least has been in that world. So that was a big plus for me. I also loved her drive. She was highly recommended by a good friend. And so I absolutely love referrals. It's really the only way I like to hire. And it's funny because Lindsay's my community manager and she was really referred by Travinia who was watching her closely and got to know her online. And same with Kate, Kate came from Travinia. Travinia has now left the business to work more on her virtual assistant business, but Kate is my VA. And so everyone was basically a referral. On my team, which I absolutely love. So if you can get those referrals, definitely go for it. Okay, moving on. Number three is I want you to quiz them. Don't just ask for a cover letter and a resume, ask them to answer a series of questions that get to the heart of who they are and what they will bring to the table. I have the exact questions you need to ask them. That's in the toolkit. So amyporterfield.com forward slash. 159 download. That's where you go to get these questions, but you got to quiz them during the hiring process. Number four, test them. Now, I remember when I applied for my job at Tony Robbins, and they not only gave me one or two, but a series of test assignments to complete in order to start working there. They put me through the ringer to get that job at Tony Robbins. I jumped through so many hoops, it wasn't funny. So because of that, I now do that with some elevated positions on my team. Chloe jokes that I just about killed her during the hiring process, but I knew that she was going to be a significant role in the business if we hired her, and I knew I'd be paying her well. So because of that, I thought, I got to make sure that this girl really knows her stuff. So what I did is I gave her an assignment and basically we put together a dummy launch and it took me a while to put this together. So I'm not saying this part is easy, but you're hiring for a really important position. So basically I had her do things like finding contractors to write copy for a sales page and design an ebook, balance a budget. I mean, they were small things, but I wanted to see how she engaged with people. And I actually gave her a budget to work with I'm gonna guess it was like 250 bucks. And I had her go out and use whatever resources she wanted to use and get a little piece of copy created. I gave her a bunch of content that she had to get designed in an ebook. I shouldn't say it was a bunch, it was like a little tiny thing. I probably shouldn't even call it an ebook. But basically, I had her do the things that would be similar to what she would be doing in my business. And that was basically a week and a half of her work, and she had to do it for free. Now, that might seem crazy to you guys, but I just wanted to see how serious she was. She didn't have to spend her own money to get this stuff done, but I wasn't paying her to do the test assignments. And I feel like that really said a lot about her. She's like, okay, bring it on. I'll do it. So Chloe says that this test was like an onboarding project in that it prepared her for what to expect when she came to work for me. She understood my communication style, how I liked information presented, et cetera. So she got to know me a little bit through this process. And here's the deal. Let's just pretend she didn't like me. Let's say she didn't like the way I gave her information or asked her to do this project. Then she wouldn't come work for me, which would be great, right? That people actually self-select and they think, I don't even want to work for this person. Great, because we don't want to go down that road. So they get to learn a little bit about you in your communication style, as well as you get to learn about them. Hiring tip number four is if possible, hire a project manager that only works for you and does not have multiple clients. I know, I know. Easier said than done. However, this is such a golden piece of advice if it's possible. The reason I say this is because when you have to share a project manager with other people... Other people's launch dates get in the way and you just don't have their full attention. So even if you're hiring part-time, there are people out there that only want part-time work and maybe they will grow into full-time with you, but don't think that everybody wants a full-time job and don't think that if you don't give them a full-time job, they're going to go get work with somebody else. So if you can, it is an ideal situation to not share your project manager. It just gets really complicated when they have a lot of clients. So I just wanted to throw that one in there, if at all possible. Number six, your project manager does not need to be in the online marketing or digital media industry, and they don't need to have experience working in a startup business. They also don't need to know how to use online marketing technology. So in your job description, I would not say Infusionsoft or MailChimp or Pages or anything like that. When Laura and I talked a few years ago about her hiring her project manager, she mentioned that her project manager came from a ski resort and she managed all the things at the ski resort. So she did not know anything about online marketing nor any online marketing tools. All that is teachable. I think what's even more important is that somebody has the mindset of being able to manage multiple pieces, spinning plates at all times, and can build relationships with your contractors and knows how to see a project from start to finish and really understands the details of each of those action items. And if they don't, they know the questions to ask in order to figure out what steps are going to be involved to get to the finish line. Those are the skill sets that people can have in so many different jobs that they bring to the table. They do not have to necessarily have online marketing technology expertise. So just wanted to throw that out there. I know my friend James Wedmore has a stellar project manager. Her name's Jilly, and I was told that Jilly did not come to the table with any marketing experience, and now she's kicking butt in a growing online marketing business that's making millions. And she's really holding her own. They rely on her a lot. That stuff is teachable. So I look for personality and skill set beyond knowledge of online marketing and online marketing technology. Okay. So real quick, before I get into how to work with your project manager, we're almost there. That's kind of my favorite part of this whole episode. Let's talk about a few limiting beliefs Now that you know what a project manager can do for your business, you know if you're ready for one or maybe you're just going to plan for one. We already talked about pricing and we talked about hiring and finding the right person. But now I want to talk to you about limiting beliefs that will stop you from hiring a project manager because many of you are ready to hire one, but you think that you're not. So number one, thinking you can't afford a PM. I am talking to those of you that know this is not 100% true. You know who you are. I want you to step back a little bit, look at your revenue, look at your revenue goals and how you plan to make money in your business, and I want you to be really honest with yourself. Can you take some of that revenue and invest in a project manager versus spending it in different ways? dare I say it, versus spending it on another online course. I mean, that's saying a lot. I sell online courses. But versus spending it on another online course or versus spending it on some kind of trip you plan to go to a marketing conference or whatever it might be, there are ways to save in your business so you can invest in an elevated position like a PM. So let's be really realistic here. Number two, a limiting belief is that you're not ready and you start to think, well, maybe you could do all of this just yourself for now. And the truth is maybe you could, but you're going to lose your mind. It's not sustainable to be working all the time and be super stressed out every single day. It's not going to lead you to the type of business that you want. So just like so many things in life, I hear this from a lot of Moms, they say, you're never ready to have a baby. But then when you do, of course, you're like, you never knew love like that before in your life. Well, I do believe that so much of building an online business, you're never ready for these big leaps, but you make them anyway. At least those that are really kicking butt in their business, they make the big leaps even when they feel that they're not ready. So never let that stop you that you feel that you're not ready. Now, one thing that kind of leads you to feeling like you're not ready is you comparing your business to somebody else's business. And from there, you make that decision, I'm not ready. So my business isn't big enough. I don't have a legit business. I'm not making enough money. I'm not doing big enough things in my business. And again, the sooner you start to take big leaps in your business, the sooner you see the growth in your business. So this whole idea of thinking you're not ready, comparing yourself to another business, you've got to get really honest because you might not be ready. You might not be making consistent revenue. You're not sure what you're going to sell or how you're going to sell it. Yeah, you're not ready for a PM just yet. However, some of you are deep enough in your business, making consistent revenue, enough consistent revenue that if you brought a PM in, you could elevate your business and start making more money so that you never ever worry that you won't have enough money to pay an employee. So remember, we're looking at taking big leaps so that you can grow your business. So just be honest with yourself. I'm not saying that everybody's ready by any means, but you've got to get realistic here, okay? All right, so let's dive into the final section of this mini training, how to work with a project manager. Because once you have a brand spanking new project manager on your team, it's important that starting on day one, you know how to work with him or her. And it's different than any other position you've ever hired for. So first, once they are hired, here's a few things I want you to do. Number one, build out the time to train them properly. So Chloe actually joined during a launch in my business. So what I did is I took two days with no interruptions to show her the ropes. So I blocked out my calendar. Travinia at the time helped me with this. And we basically just focused on what Chloe needed to know. So we had to book the time to actually train her. Now she got trained beyond that two days, but I worked on the launch and basically said, I'm doing this because of this and here's what we do. And so I kind of got in the trenches with her so she could see what I was doing. And we did this virtually actually. So Chloe happens to live in San Diego with me. However, I only see her maybe once a week, and that's not necessary. It just is convenient, but you can definitely hire virtually. Another thing is I love the book Scrum, S-C-R-U-M. And we had Chloe read the book Scrum, and we use Scrum inside of our business. And it's basically how you plan out your projects. We don't use it perfectly. We just use some main elements from it. So it's a good starting point if you want to kind of get clear about your process working with a project manager, Scrum is a great book. Okay. Number two, let your project manager know who you are and how you work, and don't be afraid to share some of your vulnerabilities. So one of my closest friends just hired a brand new PM. On the first morning, she told her PM, when it comes to technology, I don't like to figure it out. I don't want to do the research. I'm great at finding human resources to help me, lousy at researching to get the answers. Nothing frustrates me more than technology. Now, when she told me that she told her PM this, I thought, yikes, you might have sounded kind of like a jerk. But then I realized when she was talking more about this, I could hear the pain in her voice. One of the reasons she hired a PM was because she was so frustrated with figuring out the technology and really how it all pieced together in a bigger picture for her project plans. And she just hated it. And I could feel the frustration in her voice. And so I realized, okay, she doesn't have the patience for this research. She should be honest. She said, this is why I'm hiring you. Please help me. So I thought it was really smart that she was vulnerable right from the get-go. So don't be afraid to put yourself out there and you want to be the leader. You want to keep that in mind. You are the leader. You are driving this forward, but you can also find a nice balance where you can be vulnerable and say, look, this is not my strong suit. It's not where I want to be spending my time. And that is why you have been hired. So I want you to be vulnerable as well as being a leader. I know we juggle so many hats, right? Number three, set expectations. I learned this one while working for Tony Robbins. I want you to encourage your PM to always come to you with three options. They don't always have to be stellar options, but I never want to be presented with a challenge and think, um, okay, my hands are tied here. Basically, we have a challenge and you've got one option to fix it. And likely, I'm not going to love that option because it's a challenge, so it's frustrating. So what we do in our business is we encourage our team overall to come to the table with more than one option. Three ideal doesn't always happen, but that's what we put out there. And so set expectations right from the get go and let your PM know that that is what you would like them to do. They don't know what they don't know. So you've got to talk to them about this. Okay, moving on to number four introduce them to everyone. Now, I actually got to interview Chloe. About this episode. So, some of this came directly from her, which was really valuable because I wouldn't have thought of it from her standpoint. But she said, every time you would teach me something, you would mention like Jess, the designer, or Rye, the copywriter. And she'd say, Okay, I don't know that person. And so, before I would forget, I'd make an email intro. So, I'd say, Okay, Jess, I want to introduce you to our brand new project manager, Chloe, and this is how she's going to work with us. And so I would make sure that Chloe had an email intro to everyone she'd be working with. Maybe she wasn't ready to dive into work with them, but now she had a direct line to them. She had their email. She can start the relationship. So that was important so that she didn't feel like she couldn't talk to certain people just yet. And number five is let go. So you've hired the best, you've done your research, you found someone great, you've tested them you know that they are going to be a huge asset to your team. And you've trained them, and so they're ready to go. Now you have to let go. (laughs) Just like a parent letting go and letting their kid go to college and do their thing, you gotta let your PM do their thing. When you're running your business, you're spending so much time in the minutia of little details trying to get things moving. And remember, you're overwhelmed and stressed. So a PM can eliminate that, if you step back and let them do so. So I think that's really important. You've got to let them figure it out. Now, here's what I'll tell you. I think this is the valuable stuff that no one talks about. When Chloe came into the business, like I said, she came in during a launch, which was like probably terrible timing. But at the time, I didn't expect her to run the launch. So she wasn't running anything. She was just observing. And then she started to work on smaller projects, I would say it was a good six months before I thought, holy cow, she's awesome. Like, I liked Chloe, and I knew she was going to do a good job, but I didn't see the magic until about six months in. And it was a day that I realized we were talking about a project, and Chloe knew more about the project than I did and more than my business partner, Devin. And she was assigning us tasks with so much confidence in her voice. And at first, I freaked out. I thought, oh my gosh, am I losing touch with my business. I didn't know this and I didn't know that. And then all of a sudden I'm like, oh my gosh, this is so great. Chloe knows more about a project than I do. That means I'm no longer in the weeds. It was a really cool feeling. First scared, then elated, but I loved that finally I was able to let go. So you're not going to let go on day one. You're going to make sure they're properly trained. You're checking in with them multiple times a week to make sure that they really do have the support. Now we check in twice a week. Now, quite honestly, Chloe and I work really closely together so she can text me or Slack me anytime, but we have official meetings for 30 minutes on Monday and Thursday. And I'm going to talk to you about what those meetings look like because this is going to help you understand how to work with your PM. So that's a good transition. Let's get there. So I thought it would be valuable to share some stories of how you can work with your PM inside of your business, just so you get a really good sense of what this looks like. Because I started this conversation in this final chapter of this mini training, all about how to get them ready to work with you and how to train them and set expectations. But now I want to get into the gritty stuff. So here's a few scenarios. Number one, if your business is just you and a project manager then your PM would sit down with you, look at what you want to accomplish for let's say the next six months. And from there, together you can make a plan. What are you gonna prioritize? And the PM should be really vocal in this conversation. Once you get clear on what you're going to prioritize, first, second, third, now your PM goes off on their own and they create detailed plans for each of those projects. And they might just take one at a time you work out the project plan, then you implement, then you move on to the next one. And they should have questions for you along the way. So be open to that because they can't figure out all the action items if they don't know all the players involved and all the outcomes and what software you want to use and all that good stuff. They'll get better over time and they'll figure out that stuff on their own down the road. But if they're not asking questions in the beginning, I'm I'm worried. So I say be open to about good six months of really working with them on these project plans. Now, here's another thing. Your PM is constantly reviewing the business to-do list, not doing it themselves. That's another thing. Although everyone on my team gets in there and gets their hands dirty and works in the trenches, I do try to keep Chloe out of the day-to-day tasks because she can't manage all the moving parts if she's the one changing the copy on the sales page, and if she's the one going into lead pages and changing the Facebook pixel and all that stuff that we do during launches. like I don't actually see the PM as the doer. They have a small team to help them. So Chloe works really closely with Lindsay, my community manager, Kate, my customer support manager. So Chloe works with these people. And then of course, all my contractors as well. So she'll do some of it, but I don't want her doing all of it. Also, your PM is looking for areas that have stalled. So when you have a project that was supposed to be done, let's say a week ago, and it's not done, the project manager should say, okay, what's delayed here? Let's say it's the copy. The copy's delayed. We don't have the copy for the sales page. So then the PM thinks, okay, is it the copywriter? Did we change things? And the copywriter didn't get the communication. Is it the programmer that didn't get the copy? Like that's what the PM is doing. They are troubleshooting, but even more so they're looking for stalled tasks, things that aren't moving forward as planned. They figure out what has been the obstacle in the way they move it out of the way. Oftentimes nowadays, because Chloe's been with me for two years, I rarely hear about these challenges I mean, I know things are happening and not always running smoothly because no online business does, but I typically don't hear about them or they'll give me a heads up. This is what I really like. I don't want to be left in the dark all the time. But when we moved over to my new website and we relaunched the website, which I'm going to be talking about next week, next week's episode is all about <laughs> the big mistakes I made when relaunching our website. So we'll talk about that next week in episode 160. But when we did that, something got broken with my podcast in iTunes and just wasn't showing up properly in iTunes. Now, I don't want to be left in the dark about that because my podcast is a big deal to me. So instead, I got a message that said, hey, something's broken with iTunes. Once we moved over the new website, we're working on it. I'll give you a heads up when it's up and running again. Nothing to worry about, just a heads up. That's where you want to get to with your PM. You want to be in the loop, not on everything, but the important stuff. But you also want to know it's going to get covered, and I'll let you know when it's fixed. That's kind of like a dream scenario. It takes a while to get there, but you'll get there. Also, here's another one. Let's pretend you're going to write all the copy for your sales page and all the copy for your promo emails, like you specifically. You're going to do the writing. So your PM will assign you exactly what needs to be written. So, you know, I use Asana for my project management tool. So inside of Asana, In the launch plan that Chloe created, there will be a category of emails, and she will list every single email that I need to write and all the details about the sales page copy that I need to write. So she will list them all. And then she will assign them to me and give me due dates. Now, I can change those due dates. I can talk to Chloe about them, but she starts the conversation, she assigns them. And she knows a pretty good sense of when I'm going to be working on what. So she's not just pulling these due dates out of thin air. So we talk about it in advance. And when your PM gets really good they likely will then include some links to Google Docs of old emails that you wrote just to give you a good sense of what you can model. So they're giving you resources to kind of get you going in the right direction to finish your action items. So again, your PM is gonna start assigning projects to you. It's such an amazing, great feeling, I promise you. It takes time, but you can get there. So I just wanted to give you a snapshot of what it might look like when you start to work with a PM inside of your own business. Now, I thought I would leave you with a way to really support your PM once they're hired and they're off and running. And we call this tea time. The word T T E A. So how do you make sure that your project manager is supported and happy? This is really for anyone on your team, but you've got to trust. So that's the T. It's all about the principle of letting go. You do not need to micromanage your PM after they've been trained, of course. So you got to trust that they're going to figure it out. So the E in the word T empower them, give them the resources they need to really take charge and make decisions. The empowerment starts in the training and then it continues in your regular weekly check-ins. They need a line to you. So, you know, some people on my team don't need to go directly to me to make sure they do a good job. Your PM likely needs to check in with you regularly if you're running the show. And the A in the word T is appreciate. So T E A, trust, empower, appreciate. Take the time to get to know them, understand their needs, what makes them happy. This is really for everybody on your team. But if they're local, spend a little time with them. I feel bad all the time because Chloe's the only local one. So poor Kate and Lindsay never get to have a little fun with us because they're in Connecticut in Canada. However, because Chloe's nearby after a big launch, I might take her out for a glass of wine and we can celebrate and all that good stuff. And then I try to make it up to my other team members. This is making me sound totally partial. So anyway, I just know that if you can be in the same proximity of your hire Take advantage of that. And if you can't make sure that you support all of your team members, because it's so incredibly important that they know that they're appreciated. I'm pretty sure I don't need to say any of this. You guys are going to take good care of your employees. I have every bit of confidence in that. Okay. So let's go ahead and wrap up. I know we covered a lot. And the last thing I'll say is it's all about mindset. I bet you can hire a project manager in your business, maybe not full-time, but maybe part-time sooner than you think. So just start to plan for it if you're not ready to actually dive in and do it. Again, the freebie is so good. The Project Manager Hiring Toolkit, you can get it at amyporterfield.com forward slash 159 download or text the phrase 159 download to the number 33444. You'll get my job description that I use to hire my own project manager and the exact Questions that you can ask in a survey during the hiring process. Just totally steal that part from me and plug it into any survey tool, and you are off to the races. I cannot wait to meet you here next week. Next week's episode, number 160, is all about the big mistakes that I made as I was redesigning my new website. I'm so proud of my new website. If you haven't checked it out yet, make sure to do so at amyporterfield.com. But the road to get there was pretty rocky. And the reason for that, bad leadership. Who's the leader? Me. Yeah, I'm getting into all of that next week in episode number 160. I hope to see you there. Thanks for tuning in. Have a great one. Bye for now.